Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Great stuff today. Great stuff on so many levels. From you, for all the calls that we've had, for uh, you know the wonderments that are out there, and the questions coming in off the live stream, the question coming in via email, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can hit us up. Uh, you can find us over on a Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash Show. Thanks to Mark, Jimmy, and Joe who uh, all said today that they subscribed on YouTube, and they love the coverage on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And uh, you can find us there, so good stuff there. Uh, But uh, the website, TheBillMichaels.com, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com is the email account, and so many other ways to get a hold of the program. But thanks for uh, paying attention to us today. Uh, got a lot of stuff here. Our buddy Steve writes, uh, hey, Bill, the Brewers ran into a white-hot Atlanta Braves team this weekend. I firmly believe that they couldn't get on the plane to go to Washington fast enough. Give credit to the Braves. They were aggressive at the plate, and they are the team to beat. And looks like they have, uh, or they are destined for a World Series. Let's uh, get the crew back on track tonight. Uh, with the pads on today, going to be interesting to see how many of the rookies progress everything i've read about lucas van s is that he has been in the backfield disrupting plays on a regular basis let's see how he does with pads on same for colby wooden and carl brooks i'm also interested to see if quay walker has matured and can be consistent and a disruptor on defense Uh, lastly you've always got to hope that the injury bug doesn't bite when they continue through camp relatively healthy that's steve and richfield yeah you got to you know, always take it with a grain of salt when you start talking about what the what could be because the big caveat to every NFL season, well, every season for whatever that for that matter, is the injury bug. And if it does it's always gonna bite you. You just don't know when and who. And there's certain guys you cannot have it bite, you know? Uh, and there are certain guys that, you know, if they do get bit bite, at least you have some depth and you can overcome for a while. But um I completely agree with you. No doubt. Uh Joe writes, uh, hey Bill uh, all this talk about Jordan Love, the ups and the downs, can people just let him breathe for the time being? He's probably pressing really hard because he's reading all the headlines. If he learned anything, I should no, you know what? That's a lie. That, that's a lie. I got to stop myself. I was going to say, if he learned anything from Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers always said, well, it's the white noise. But Rodgers listened to everything and took everything to heart. Everything is a chip on his shoulder. So, I, that no, that's that's not true. I should stop myself. Um, the one thing Jordan Love's going to have to do is, and it takes a while. I, You know what's funny? I talked to Charles Woodson one time about this. Charles came into the league and, you know, on one hand cared, on the other hand didn't. And when you start to read things and say, well, I don't care, but it eats at you, you care. I think it's human nature. I, we all care about what's said about us. We all want to be praised. You, it's, it's, you, we, want, we want to be fawned over. We want you know, people to say how great we are. Okay, We, we eat it up. It, it's, some people say they don't care, but they care. Okay, Everybody does. What's difficult is to be able to turn it off. It, it takes a long time. 
to be able to turn it off and just concentrate on what it is you have to do. It's been, look, I've, and I by no means am a quarterback in the NFL, but every day you turn on the computer and you start to read Twitter and you start to read the comments on the live stream and you read some of the emails that come through and there's people that love you and there's people that hate you, okay? And sometimes it's really hard when you start to read the hate and not to immediately drop it as a, well, F you, you don't like me anyway, or whatever, you know. Um, but the, it, it, what, what really becomes beneficial is when you take that and you look at it as, is it hatred? Is it somebody who's got a legitimate point and you just don't want to hear it, but it's, it's legit? Or are you listening to everything and then all of a sudden you find yourself trying to please everybody? And that's tough for a young guy, for a young guy that's taken over as the top dog, the quarterback in the National Football League, um, to not read the headlines and to read the question marks and the skepticism about you. And then what you want to do is go out and press and show everybody. You know, I think we all want to do that. It's, like I said, it's human nature. We all want to do that. No doubt. So it, it's it's tough not to do. Uh, and again, I go back to the, the poll question that we have over on Twitter right now. And uh, 245 votes have been cast already. It's only been up for less than an hour. But after 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback playing Green Bay, do the Packers fans and media, for that matter, Need to lower their expectations a bit for Jordan Love. 66.5% of you say yes. 245-plus votes have now been cast. Yes, you got to lower the expectation a little bit. you got to get off the guy's back. 33% say no. This is the standard of play of which we're accustomed. This is the standard of play in the National Football League. This is it. This is it. So interesting stuff today. In that, in that sense. So now you start to look at, say, Jordan Love and the quarterback playing any pressure that he may feel when it comes from guys behind him like a Sean Clifford. Clifford and Etling, they're going to be the two guys that kind of battle it out. The reason Magoo was brought in, one is to give him a legitimate look, I think, to be honest with you, but also they need another arm. You can't just have one or two quarterbacks throwing all the passes out there. You burn them up. And considering Clifford was a fifth-round pick back in April and the 29-year-old Etling has never thrown an NFL pass, you would assume that, that Sean Clifford's going to be the guy, you know? Um, it, but, you know, Sean Clifford, what, he's 24, 25. He spent six years at Penn State. He's an okay athlete, you know, in that sense. Um, you know, Matt, Matt LaFleur certainly has, has noticed him. You know, so he's he's had some some ups and downs. But uh, when you look at the quarterback play, uh, you would assume it's going to be Sean Clifford and he'll be the guy that's active on on game day. Unless, of course, Danny Etling just knows it so well and performs so well that they say, Sean Clifford, you're going to know the practice squad and you're going to be a guy that just you, know, you want to hone your skills there first and then we'll bring you up. But I kind of doubt that kind of doubt that. 877-867-1670, find us. Um, this is from uh, Josie, who says, so tell us who do you think are going to be the starting six or seven wideouts on this team? 
Whew. Well, you can start out. You can, obviously, you go Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, um, Jaden Reed, for sure, Samari Torre. Uh, Jaden Reed's a second-round draft choice, so he's not going anywhere. And Samari Torre was a seventh-rounder, but he was a guy that had some pretty good hands and showed some wares last year. So there's there's four. Dontavian Wicks, you would assume, is going to be five. Um, Grant DuBose, six. Would you think it would be Bo Melton? The guy they picked up from Seattle? Malik Heath? I don't know. Some of the young guys, they're battling it out. Bo Melton, Malik Heath. Um, God, Deuce Watts. The Bonds kid. It was a Cody Crest is another one. I'm thinking maybe I'm forgetting somebody. They're all battling it out for that last spot. And then the rest that kind of show themselves are going are gonna to move on to the, uh, the practice squad. But that's kind of where things stand when it comes to the the depth chart of the wide receiver position, at least. That's just my thought, but maybe, you know, I'm a little off, but I don't think by much. There might be a surprise guy there. Who knows? 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, hit us up for, uh, for all of that, by all means, go ahead and do so. Um, by the way, when Mike comes on today, uh, Clemens, there's going to be three things specifically that we're going to touch on, and there's going to be more. But one is obviously how Jordan Love improved over the weekend and how he looked today in pads. Okay, that's first and foremost. Uh, Mike says there's an undrafted receiver on the 90-man roster who may have already made the team. We're going to talk to him about that. And uh, then he says, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, you hate to go backwards, but he says we've learned now more why Aaron Rodgers really chose to leave the Packers for the Jets. So that's coming up today as well. So good stuff coming from our guy, Mike Clements, who's just shot me an email and said he'll be uh, joining us here shortly. But yeah. Uh, Ryan says, didn't, uh, didn't the NFL say the teams could have an extra quarterback on the game day roster without using up a roster spot? Yes, they can. If, if, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd probably be a guy like Danny Etling and Magoo then uh, would end up in the practice squad or what have you. But Etling could be a guy that's on the roster, but not necessarily a guy that's, uh, you know, unless there's injuries available to play, he's not going to take up that roster spot. So there you go. Good stuff. Uh, this is from Lindsay. Lindsay, real quick, out of the email inbox. Uh, hey, Bill, great to see you guys at Road America over the weekend. Great campsite and bonfire. We had a lot of fun driving past and saying hello. Thanks for responding. Uh, was questioning whether or not you were going to be at any more Packers practices before camp ended. If so, when? We are working on that. We're not going to be there the end of this week or next week. Uh, on Thursday, we're going to be at the um, Wisconsin State Fair. And then the week after, we're obviously going to be out of town. But after that, yes, I'd like to get back up there for another broadcast. Yes, maybe the following week before everything breaks. But yes. Yep. 
Um, and this one's from Chris, who real quickly says, I think the leader of this team undisputedly is going to be Aaron Jones. As much as I like Bakhtiari as a stern, upstanding guy, I think it's Aaron Jones who the fans are now flocking to. Thoughts? Offensively, maybe as a voice to back up you know, Jordan Love and to talk about the positive things of this team and this franchise. But I, as much as I want to say yeah, Who's your defensive leader? You've got good you you've got a leader on the offensive line in David Bakhtiari. You've got enough veteran leadership there. You've got a quarterback that's trying to make a name for himself. You don't have wide receivers or tight ends yet who really have that stand up, step out guy type of, you know, makeup. So it would be Aaron Jones. So yeah, you can understand that. But I'll be honest, who is the guy that's the badass, that's the mouthpiece for the defense? That's what I want to know. The cockiness, the brashness, that's Jair. That's Jair all over the place. But who's going to be the stand-up, take-charge, knock-you-in-the-mouth guy over on defense? You need one. Who will that guy be? Maybe we'll ask Mike Clemens that when we come back because I think that's a relatively fair question. This portion of the program brought to you by the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. And, uh, man, I saw some great views and great videos over at the Sunset Grill this past weekend. People pulling up on the boats, a little bit of music outside, people outside in the uh, little downstairs bar area down by the water enjoying beverages and some food. Same thing on the deck. Sunset Grill has really just grown and expanded, and, and it's awesome. Right there on Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee, that is Sunset Grill and a big supporter of our motorcycle ride coming up for Fisher House, Wisconsin. Going to hear from Mike Clemens to take us the rest of the way, and I, it's a great question for Mike, too. When you talk about who's going to be the stand-up guy, the mouthpiece for that defense this year. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. I tell you what, I know, I, I keep preaching this, that uh, the holiday season, it uh, can take its sweet damn time. I am not ready to give up on summer at all. Uh, I'm just not. Uh, but I do know my buddy Corey over at the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, uh, he has sent me uh, the rundown. And the rundown basically is, um, you know, for the holiday season. So, uh, man, I am not, uh, I'm just not ready for this. 
I'm sorry. I, I love Corey to death, but he's like, oh, we got all this music coming up for the holiday season, and I am, I'm just not uh, not there yet. Uh, but anyway, that being said, uh, it's uh, it's it's a tremendous place, and if you've never taken a look at it, go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. If you're looking for a concert or a wedding or a meeting space or a space for your own, whatever it happens to be, uh, they are a nonprofit, and they're just looking to continue to add to that wonderful building and to keep it, uh, you know, restored and, and illustrious for so many years to come. 2133 West Wisconsin Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, just west of the Marquette campus. Call Corey, 414-345-8800. Go there, ICHC.net, and look at some of the uh, concerts upcoming because there's so much that's there, just so much good stuff. ICHC.net, that's ICHC.net. Uh, our guy, Mike Clements, uh, joining us on the program. And, Mike, uh, always uh, always a pleasure, my friend. What you got going on today? Austin? No, it's Bill. How you doing, Michael? Hi, hi, Austin. I'm, I'm queuing you. Oh, you, you, yes. I'm downloading it right now. Give me two seconds. Oh, so. you're downloading it. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have it all. So he he okay. he uh, the, the he is in today for Grant. So uh, so Grant off the rest of the week on vacation. He's uh, taking one off before football season gets here. But uh, but never. There we go. Oh, there it there is. There you go. I think when most of these young players, especially the guys that are very talented, come in, you see the flashes right away. It's can, you know, it's can we do it down in and, and down out within the scheme and make plays within the scheme or what the coaches are asking them to do. So the consistency part is, I think, for all young players is what we're constantly looking at. It's one thing to flash and make plays um, off your natural ability and what you've known in the past, but can you take everything that's being taught to you and, and make plays within that, that scheme? I think that's kind of what you're looking for. The one, Brian Goodekinst, uh, looking for guys to make plays, continually make plays, and do it within the scheme. And by the way, our appearance uh, of Mike Clemens, always brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel Green Bay. Bay Motel Green Bay, quiet, cozy, comfortable, right there, South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for a reservation, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. BayMotelGreenBay.com. And, uh, Michael, they are in pads today, huh? Yeah. I mean, it looked like football. You got football music. You got football players. You got pads on. You got football. And you got Peyton Manning. Did you see that? I heard about that, yeah. I saw, he's uh, up there with his production company doing something, right? Well, I guess. Um, you know, it was kind of news to me. I, You know, we were watching practice in pads. And then LaFleur had everybody huddle up, and then there's a guy walking off by where the families are today. And he's in the middle there. It's like, okay, they got to get a speaker. When they break, it's like, son of a gun, it's Peyton Manning. So I put some pictures on my Twitter account at Mike Clemens NFL where you see him walking off the field with LaFleur. Then they get to the gate, and the coaches are saying, no, Peyton, here, you want to go down here? And he goes, no, you know, I'll, I'll sign a few. Because there's, you know, a couple of thousand families and kids out there on that path where they ride the bikes. So he walked down the path where normally players ride down, ride the bicycles back to the, to the building, to the stadium, and signed autographs along the way. So, I, you know, he said a few words there. I might be meeting with these guys later on today. I don't know if you've had a chance to see the quarterback series that's on Netflix, but it's outstanding. 
I have not seen it, but I, I did find out that Jordan Love's yeah. going to be a part of it this year too. Is he? That's well. That's great. Hey, I, Austin, I'm hearing something there, but if we could get to Austin, the first tell him to, to turn the damn the, the sound off in the studio next door. The idiots that keep doing this on a continuum and screwing up a network broadcast. It's, I'm tired of it. I'm pissed about it. Somebody's got a button in the wrong place again. Okay, we'll let him see yep. if he can get that fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I so, turned the um, dial down. Well, we no, can we can still hear it. Here. We still hear it. It's it's from we the it's from the studio next ear. door. Yeah, it, we're hearing yeah. clear as a bell uh, the conversation from the people in the studio next door, and they do it all yeah. the time, and I'm tired of it. They can't be that damn stupid. Sounds like they're playing some Lafleur tape or something. But yeah, um, see if we can get that fixed. But in the meantime, I wanted to talk about something that Lafleur does at practice, and he calls it the two spot. Okay, so you're in training camp. You're trying to install your playbook as quickly as you can. And you're also trying to get a look at all these players. So what he does is he takes the first team and a couple of other guys that might be breaking through, and they're at the uh, uh, south end of the field. And the second and third team are down there at the uh, opposite end of the field, and they're running plays against the second and third team defense. Adam Stenovich is down there calling the plays. Lafleur is calling the plays up close. And, you know, you're doing this because under the CBA, you know, as a coach you're limited – how much time you can be on the field, how much time you can be in the meeting rooms. And I asked him uh, on the things that he does to evaluate 90 players in just four weeks. I mean, the, the good news is if you're a second and third team player or a backup quarterback, you get a lot of extra reps. But you wonder, does the head coach ever have a chance to evaluate all of those reps and all that tape? Yeah, we, we try to get in as quickly as possible uh, each unit. It starts watching the tape, and you try to get through it all. Some, day, some days you can, some days you can't. And, um, you know, we're on a tight schedule. We've got you know, 11 hours with our players, and you try to cram everything in. And then you got meetings with, with our guys, and you got installs. So it's always a challenge. Usually when you have a day like yesterday, it gives you some time to go back and, and look at things if you missed it. But, you know, we, we try to look at anything that we do out there, Anything we film, whether it's individual, whether it's team, group, whatever it may be, we're always trying to put our eyes on it. And, yeah, it's I expect our position coaches to watch everything. Anything that their group's doing, I expect that. It's it's hard to, as the head coach, to get to everything. and But you absolutely 100% rely on your coordinators and your position coaches to see and own everything that happens within the group and that side of the ball. Yeah, it's uh, Mike. I know that Matt Lafleur was talking about you know all the we we heard it a little bit earlier too when he was talking about the different uh, uh, how do you put it the different uh, you know the the first stringers are down at one end the the rest of the guys are down at the other and then in addition to that you know he's trying to kind of keep his eyes on everybody and he's relying on other eyes and ears and coordinators and such and you know trying to get all the looks in and all the reps in and all these different. It's tough. It's tough to not only get guys, you know, as many reps as they can possibly get them, but it's tough to then evaluate all of that on top of it. But he also cautioned, if you're a seventh rounder and you're down there with the twos and threes, you're like, oh, man, you know, I'm with the, I'm with the, the bubble group here. I wonder if these guys are even looking at my stuff. And he's like, don't worry about evaluation. Make sure you're getting these installations down. Make sure you're learning the playbook. Now, you've been asking me about Christian Watson, and I told you about a a horrible drop he had last week. Well, today, right. play of the day, that's also on the Twitter account, thanks to a fan who took the video because we're not allowed to in the media. Christian Watson down the right sideline beating a, a veteran in his gains. 
for a 45-yard bomb. Beautiful pass from Jordan Love. And Matt LaFleur was asked, how's Christian Watson, number nine, looking to him in his second year? It just seems like a much more confident player. Um, and I think we saw that kind of take shape last year, about halfway through the season. you got to remember, I think anytime you're a young player and you miss all of training camp, essentially, you know, that's tough. That's difficult. He had a, a really good offseason. And just his knowledge with our offense, he is one of the most intelligent players that I've ever been around, um, especially, you know, you talk about the wide receiver position. The thing that is so unique about Christian is you can line him up at the Z and tell him the next play, you know, somebody might come out, hey, you got to go play F or you got to go play X. And he doesn't blink. And that's, that's tough for most guys to do just to switch your brain around like that. It's different as opposed to if we call a different formation and, you know, usually your Z receivers out at number one and you call a formation to put them in the slot is different than saying, hey, now you're the F, you're going inside. So I just think that his ability to do that is, is unique and it's a great asset for us because it gives us a lot of flexibility in terms of who we want to get in the game with him. Mike, they really like Christian's flexibility like he stated. It's just a matter of him concentrating and catching passes. I mean, if he's that intelligent with that speed, there's no reason it shouldn't be a a terrific connection between him and Jordan Love eventually downfield if indeed he's catching passes on the regular, you know? And even if you've got just an average arm, if you've got a a reliable guy in Dobbs who can catch over the middle, if you've got Watson flying down the right-hand sideline, you know, on on a, on a deep route. If you got Jaden Reed, a rookie, but a guy who's looked really good coming along, and we talk about those first teams, second teams, and third teams. And you know, every camp we try and pick that kid that kind of comes out of nowhere. And I think mm-hmm. I already got him, at least one of them. He's he's number 18, Malik Heath, H E A T H, wide receiver, six foot two, a rookie out of Mississippi, uh, from Jackson, Mississippi, is his hometown. He was a, a free agent. And I saw him in the OTAs, I saw him in the minicamps, and he just keeps on getting better and better. Then I saw LaFleur move him to the ones, take his walkie-talkies, play sheet, hand him to Tom Clemens, say, here, you call the plays, and he's coaching up this kid along with Jaden Reed in the slot. So I went to the backup quarterback, Sean Clifford. I said, hey, what do you think about this Malik Heath, number 18 kid, out of Mississippi? Man, I, I think Malik is super talented, super under the radar. Um, you know, I actually kind of knew of him, obviously, through the process. Um, I think I'd even thrown with him at a camp maybe in high school or something along the lines. Um, but always thought he was a talented dude. And now seeing him, it's, it's funny because you kind of, as, as you go through this process, you know, I'm not throwing with the ones, so I'm not throwing with, with Christian and, and Samari and, 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 and uh, Rome and them. But, you know, you you got to get your your matchups right. and you got to figure out who who your guys are. And Malik is is uh, I'm excited to go into the preseason with that guy because I you know he's he's a guy who's going to win win on a man. He's going to get open. He's going to find holes in zone. Um, and he plays ball. He, he you know he's it's not he's not always going to be at his depth. You know he might push a little bit deep or but it's always deliberate. It's always you know he has a reason behind it. You know he's always open. So it, it has been very very cool to to get to know. Malik and I'm excited for his future because I think it's very special. And Mike, uh, it's not just Sean Clifford, uh, the backup quarterback, that recognizes Malik Heath, is it? No, there's a lot of guys that come out of the state of Mississippi, whether it's Mississippi State or Ole Miss, 
Elton Jenkins. I asked him, do you know about this kid, Malik Keith? Yeah, he, um, Malik, yeah, he's a baller, man. Um, making plays around the field, flying around, jump balls and all that. So, you know, you got to put on for the Missis you got to put on for Mississippi up in here in Wisconsin. But he, he's a dog for sure. He make plays when it's time to make plays, and you can tell they mean a lot to him. So, me just, you know, being here five years and him first coming in, it's, it's, it's fun to me to, it's fun for me to watch him go out there and do his, do his thing and just play with the swagger and things that he got. So, I feel like he'll be a special player. Interesting stuff, and Malik Heath certainly making the name for it. Getting a lot of publicity early on in camp, that's for sure. I think so. You know, So I found him back there in that auxiliary locker room where they put the undrafted yeah. guys, you know, the, the green mile, they called it. And I said to him, when did you first get called by the Packers? Right out of the draft. Uh, they was calling me during the draft, too, but, like, I guess it just didn't happen that way. And uh, right after the draft, they just, you know, Say so we we're gonna sign. You know. Were there other teams or yeah? Or did, it, were you leaning towards this? I was leaning towards Greenbelt a lot because I was uh, me and the uh, the scouting department. They cool scouts, you know. Like we was always chopping up. I had a couple Zoom Kyle Q and uh, uh, Variable, and uh, you know I was leaning towards it. But it was, I had a couple calls, a couple more calls. But I was uh, I know it's a great opportunity for me to you know make a team, make you know make an impact right away, and I just got to. So there he's so saying he, that Jason Vrabel, yeah. the receivers coach, was doing Zoom calls with him before the draft. And Matt LaFleur actually acknowledged, yeah, this kid has been flashing in practice. Well, he's done so a lot Ma of great things. He's really – he's a strong, strong football player. He can run through contact. He does a good job of, of releasing off the line of scrimmage, widening corners when he's getting press coverage, just ripping through. You know, he's, he's got really good ball skills, and he's a bigger guy. So I think Malik's shown us what he can do, and now it's about the consistency of which he does it because, like, like all these young players, like any player, it's, it's all about that, just how consistently can you do it down in and down out and – you know, he had a situation yesterday where, you know, he run, ran the wrong route and he kind of put his head down. I'm like, dude, you, you, you can't worry about that. Mistakes are going to happen. It's all about how you respond. But I think he is a talented young player, a guy that we really look forward to to putting in some, some situations and see how he responds in the game. Hey, Mike, real quick, when Matt LaFleur talks about reps, and I wanted to ask you this, and I, I interrupted, I'm sorry, but... Is Malik Heath getting enough reps to get a really good look at, or would you just assume he's going to get a lot of reps come preseason? No, yeah, I think preseason, too. They'll get him a mix in there because it's not like they've got veterans, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's right. not hard. All of a sudden, he's like the number four, number five receiver out there. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. we got Mike Clemens standing by. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, um, I, you know, it's, I, I, I'm comparing it a little bit to Aaron's first year. That was and first year as a starter. Um, yeah, I, I'd say at least half a season to know. And, and I think, uh, you know, even though I think we ended up with a losing record that year, but we knew we saw enough of Aaron to know that, you know, we had something special. No doubt. Kind of knew it. 
Every time you got a chance to see him, you knew it. This portion of the program brought to you by a friend of the Nice Ash, theniceash.com. Great to get down there and see Dan yesterday. I had to go in and buy a few cigars and get ready for the trip to go out west to uh, South Dakota coming up. But uh, go to theniceash.com, the uh, Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, live entertainment on the weekends. Great place to go. We're once again joined by our guy, uh, Mike Clemens, up in Green Bay, Packers with a padded practice today uh, for the first time. So, Mike, what does Matt LaFleur need to see? What does he need to see out of Jordan Love all throughout this training camp? Mike? Looks like we lost Mike. Have to get him back on the line. Get our guy Clemens back. Get Mike back. Good stuff. Sometimes Mike gets caught in an elevator shaft or uh, he's going up and down inside the bowels of Lambeau Field and the signal's not the most perfect and uh, the landlines are all but extinct at this point. So sometimes you got to get him back. That's okay. We can live with that. <laughs> we roll through the last couple of segments of the program here on a beautiful uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, reminder, you got Brewers baseball coming up tonight, 6.05 early time because they're on the East Coast. So taking on the Washington Nationals in game one of a three-game set. So there you have it. But uh, now we go back to Lambeau Field. Our guy, Mike Clemens, got him back on the line. So, Mike, what is, you know, Mark Murphy talked about, ah, you know, six games into the season, you kind of know whether or not you have something there. I think we all knew we had something there when Aaron Rodgers was practicing behind Brett Favre. But what does Matt LaFleur need to see, Mike? Um, well, we asked him that specifically because, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, Love doesn't have Aaron Rodgers' arms, but he's got—he's athletic. Um, he's eager to learn. Uh, maybe he can run the offense that you know he doesn't come up with 30 signals that confuse you know veterans like Sammy Watkins was last year. So Lafleur was asked point blank, "What do you want to see from Jordan Love as you head into this camp where he's QB one?" There's a lot of things I'd like to see out of him, and just it's—it's it's more or less just you know the process of becoming better each and every day and, and the command that he has. And um, certainly you want to give him every opportunity. You, you can't give him enough reps. And so, um, but just making those incremental improvements and becoming more consistent on a daily basis. And, uh, but I'm really excited and he's definitely uh, has complete command of our offense. There's no doubt about it. He, he's put the work in. He knows the ins and outs, and um, it's now it's going to apply that in a real situation. Mike, uh, the Jordan Love was with our girl Stacy uh, Dales over the weekend, right? That's right. I mean, you've known Stacy like ten years. I remember you introducing me to her when she was first out of Chicago, and now she, you know, her career I think has really taken off with the NFL Network. So she came and sat down with Jordan Love, and I thought this was a pretty great exchange with Stacy and Jordan Love yesterday. Here it is. Every year it's like Super Bowl for the Green Bay Packers. That's the expectation. It's a whole new fresh look, not just with you, but this is a young offense, one of the youngest Jordan in the NFL. What's the expectation? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, being a, a Green Bay Packer, there's always very high expectations from the organization, from the guys who've been here before. Um, 
and nothing changes. Like you said, we have a young team, but um, I look at it as a fresh start, fresh start for everybody to kind of go out there and make a name for themselves and, and become the player they want to be. But the expectations are still high. Nothing's changing. And nothing changes on you. What's that bracelet say? <laughs> I am second. I am second, meaning? Yep. Meaning God is first. I am second. It's a nice little daily reminder. Kind of, you know, I look at it as a way to put others first, put God first. Um, you know, life's not always about you. Every day, kind of, sometimes people get caught up in their own lives. Sometimes um, it's a nice little reminder to have. With great exchange, and she's such an easy interview, as a matter of fact, Mike, as well, but still asks some really good questions. And I always find anything that uh, Stacy does pretty fascinating in so many different facets. However, what's fascinating to me, and I, I hate to deviate away, but, man, uh, did uh, Sean Payton come out swinging at uh, George, or at Aaron's guy, Nathaniel Hackett, and then Aaron comes back swinging. Man, what a, what a kind of a drama already before we even get into fully hard knocks. Yeah, and listen, Sean Payton's a really smart guy. He knew what he was saying to USA Today. He's trying to get his players to rally around him that went through a horrible season last year, and he was basing it on facts. When he said what these coaches were doing here was garbage, one of the, perhaps one of their worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL, he told USA Today, and then later people said, boy, did you really say that? Well, you know, maybe I was still being the TV analyst. No, he knew what he was saying. He knew what he was doing. And he's got mm -hmm. facts to back it up. Like, they were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties. So, uh, Robert Salah, the head coach of the Jets, the former defensive coach, and, you know, the best man of Matt LaFleur, those, that's how close those two guys are. Robert Salah's got away with words. We talked about it after the Jets beat the Packers here at Lambeau Field with that rolling ball of meat cleavers he called his linebackers. Robert mm -hmm. Salah, this was his response to the story news today that Sean Payton, now the head coach of the Broncos, was ripping on his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who got fired before December last year. Um, well, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he? You know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But, uh, but as far as you know, what we have going on here, it's, um, you know, the. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. You know, it's uh, obviously we're doing something right. If you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. And I'm good with it, you know, but, uh, you know, the guys in our locker room, they, they've earned everything that's coming to them. Um, um, and really excited about what's going on. I think Hackett's doing a phenomenal job here. Him, the uh, coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job, and, and we're focused on us. I get it. There's a lot of external noise. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. It's a whole other analogy wow. later. But, uh, but really, really, really excited about the group we have, the coaching that's going on. And, uh, um, but I'm going to keep our focus on us and making sure that we're prepared every single day to do the best we can and uh, learn from our past and grow with, grow with every, every moment that we have. Now, Mike, here's the thing. Sean Payton never hated on the Jets. He wasn't ripping the Jets. He ripped the coaching job that was done in Denver. In he was he's taking but, over, right, right. Right, but it's like, he, it's like, well, he's ripping on us, and, you know, and it's like, shut up. You're just using well, something of stupidity to act like you're being attacked, like it's the world against the Jets. I, the world is kissing your ass right now. Shut up. Or the crows are pecking at your neck, Bill. Oh, I know. <laughs> I never, I never I know. heard that one. So never heard Rogers, that before. NFL Network was there, and listen to Aaron Rodgers take off on those comments from Sean Payton last week. 
Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, to, for a coach to do that to another coach, my love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Oh, he needs to keep my coach's names out of his mouth. <laughs> it's just such a steaming pain. And, and, and Nathaniel Hackett is probably my favorite coach of all time, he said there on right? the field. Right. Yeah, he dropped that too. Yep. I, I, I'm right there with you, Mike. Let's do this. Another segment to go. Mike Clemens joining us. Good stuff today. We got more right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's summer and Road America's in mid-season form. Get your tickets now for NASCAR's Xfinity Series at RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com. You know, unfortunately, it's just sometimes it's time to move on. And uh, the, I, I know I understand the timing wasn't great in terms of it being his birthday. But um, you guys know this business never stops. It's your birthday. Go shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party. It's your birthday. Yeah. Party like it's your birthday. Sip Bacardi like it's your birthday. Find a job like it's your birthday. Unfortunately. Uh, welcome back to the program, Mike. Clemens joining us uh, on the line and Mike. Yeah, it's uh, I get it. Look, it's 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 a business. No doubt about it. But it was funny because the Packers PR staff had just put out on social media. Hey, it's your birthday. Happy birthday to Jonathan Garvin. <laughs> and then it was only like an hour later. Yeah, yeah. an hour yeah. later. That, oh, by the way, he's been cut all the way. Yeah, he's been cut. Yeah. I mean, and maybe those are the things that Aaron Rodgers is talking about, you know, I mean, yeah. how do you treat your players and coordination of things or whatever? But I thought this was an interesting clip from Rogers just to talk about. And, you know, I talked about this. Remember last year, Rogers never talked about the new offensive coordinator, Adam Stenovich, who had been promoted from offensive line coach. Uh, you know, but, but you just heard that clip where he's glowing about Nathaniel Hackett's probably my favorite coach on the field of all mm-hmm. time. This is what Roger said a couple of weeks ago when he came into the Jets camp about him being at the point of his career where he's like Kobe Bryant, kind of a player coach out there. If you have that, Austin. I The last bumper was the last clip I got. Yeah, don't have oh, Okay, it we sent there. you another one there. All right, uh, I'll just paraphrase for you, but um, Rogers went through the entire – coaching staff the first day of the Jets training camp like he'd known them for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talked about every one of them in detail and more about Nathaniel Hackett. And to me, that I just thought that was 
you know, when he said that, I thought, well, that's interesting because he never talked about the offensive staff here last year after Hackett left. And, right. you know, Getsy went down to the Bears. Just another maybe slice of the onion as to what happened here the last eight or nine months and why Rodgers is in New York and so are all the cameras. And, hey, we got Peyton Manning, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's something. We got Peyton Manning in camp today visiting the players. But other than that, first day in pads looked pretty good. Anders Carlson won for three in field goals over the weekend. That didn't look good. He should have made him right. about 43 yards out. And that's the status right now as we get into week two of training camp. Mike, uh, do they at some point bring in another kicker or two? No, it's just the first time. But I'll tell you, if you're the kicker, you know, hey, uh, the schedule's this Saturday, you're going to kick before everybody, before the crowd, before the team. So you know, you're going to rest on Friday. In other words, if there's any bugs you've got to work out with your holders or your long snapper or your operation, you know when you're going on, like a pitcher. And right. That part is kind of a head-scratcher. Because I don't yeah, remember Ryan Longwell. I don't remember Ryan Longwell or Mason Crosby earlier in their stunts. Uh, you know, maybe Mason might have been one for three on a day where he was working with a new placeholder. But that's not a good way. That's not a good start. They, they have a new long snapper, but Pat O'Donnell's still there as the placeholder, right? Yes, and O'Donnell was you know making some kicks. But there's a guy named Whaler that's also – uh, punting as well, and he's got a strong leg, and who knows if they would have moved on, you know, from Pat O'Donnell. But wow. you know, we're just getting started. But that was yep. a that was a head scratcher. Mike, great stuff, bud. Appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, be back at you real soon. Okay. Thank you, Bill. All right, bud. There you go, Mike Clemens, bringing us all the information, all the information from up in uh, Green Bay. Great stuff as always. Really, really good stuff. Hey, thanks to everybody for paying attention to us today. We always appreciate it. Be back at it again tomorrow. And we'll hopefully get the Brewers back on track. Hopefully the Brewers at 6.05 tonight begin their winning ways yet again. Uh, They take on Corbin Burns on the hill tonight for the crew, taking on the, uh, the Washington Nationals. So hopefully they can get it going. Until we talk again, 20 hours from now, time for us to go. Have a good one. See you.